You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so excited. Today we get to talk all about Enneagram 9s and the subtypes they're in. This is an important personality type that we are definitely not going to forget because 9s really do exude the peace and the love that we all really need in this world and they love to share it and give it and bring it to others. So if you're a spouse of a 9 or you are a 9 listening, shout out to the 9 in your life or to you just knowing how much you do for others. And today we want to make sure you know how to take care of you so that your marriage can thrive. So Make sure you share this with your nine spouse if you are the spouse or friends listening of a nine. And then also if you need a deeper dive on nines, make sure you go back to our Enneagram and Marriage Deeper Dive series, which we sell at EnneagramandMarriage.com, or you can just grab our freebies where we talk about all the types. But I love for you guys to know about nines today with subtype because as much as you might know, nines are peaceful and and they can wake up and get action. Like those are great steps for nines and I don't want you to forget that. But I also want you to know that there's even a few more nuances that we sometimes bring into marriage. So I love for you to learn about subtypes from B. Chestnut at large. And then I'm gonna give you some of our Enneagram and marriage descriptors in relationship for the nines too. So we're gonna start today with the self-preserving nine. And my description for this nine is solace. I think that this nine finds a lot of solace in their own company and does a very good job of nurturing and providing those kinds of comforts for themselves. They're in the earth triad, if you've ever looked at Harmony Groups, just a very grounded group who likes the earthly comforts and the material comforts and finds true enjoyment. But we also know that as we do our growth work, we find more actually deeply satisfying enjoyment when we stretch and we grow and we challenge ourselves to step outside of just the box of our type or ourselves. And this, of course, any self-preservation type really does need to step out of the box of self enough to encompass others, to come out of what we call this self-pres nine has a bit of a turtle shell motif and they've decorated it so beautifully on the inside but coming out to play with others and to play nicely doesn't always just look like not sharing opinions or showing grace it also means asserting and being brave and it means yes you get your replenishment maybe you even take a couple of hours a day to truly make sure you get it I'm a big fan of knowing your dominant instinct and not ignoring it but I also want you to know that giving socially and compromise are very important And this is how you truly shine together. And also you get the best of your spouse's glow or your family or your work people's gifts as well. So this is important that you don't just stew on what isn't about other people, but remember what is and also do forgiveness work if you're this nine and you will be on your way to a lot more healing. And like I said, don't forget your alone time. Don't forget to get a body release. But when you also add these other practices in, you are a lot lighter 
and you're a lot freer and you're not as willing to hide. And honestly, nines are a great bit of a social type in a lot of ways. All nines have a lot more extroversion than some of the other types. I shouldn't say all because you know you can't all people, but but most nines. So it's nice to know this. Now, the social nine, I like to call support because I know this nine has a unique way of supporting those in their circle. And it isn't just that they merge and so they love to give empathy. This nine merges And although they do sometimes find themselves in nurturing or empathic situations, they're more likely to give support in a cheerful, fun, positive way. And this nine often has a lot of energy. Although all nines do well with prioritized lists, this nine does phenomenally with these lists and powers through it. Once they get up and moving, there is a charge ahead signal for this nine. It's a fantastic state for them of doing and justice bringing and even being a revolutionary. Now, this nine can be overworked, may even have a family history of it. I have a nine that I've been raising and I've luckily been studying the Enneagram and have been able to talk with her about like, oh my gosh, I think I've put too much on you. And she's like, yeah, like how can we backtrack? So it's helpful to be able to look a little bit at that if you think that's happening in your life or maybe your parents did it to you. And you can kind of look and see like, what can we do? Because we know once some of these pieces are in place. It's not super easy to just change just because you have insight, but you can take little steps and you can work together as a system to say like, how can you still have value but not be constantly going? And a lot of times they'll go back to self-pres traits. And so you might find with this nine that you say, don't just go to all self-pres traits, but let's do some one-to-one since we're a married nine and this is a marriage podcast. You don't have to be married to listen, obviously, but you get my point. Like some of you are. So you want to bring in elements of not just like I'm out all the time serving because I have workaholic tendencies because my parents put too much on me, but to be able to say like, maybe some of that is true, but the truth is I want better. I want to allow my parents' ceiling to be my floor. And I want to take a step of knowing that I have the value to take time just me to explore my anxiety and its triggers. And I can do that. And I can find healing soft routines just for me. And and if you've heard my daughter on any of the podcasts she has done with the nine in the past, we have a lot of those. She really has found that stride. And I, I love it. And I know there'll be different seasons, but I want to encourage you that it is possible. And then last but not least, of course, we have our last nine, which is the sexual nine. And I like to call this relationship descriptor undercurrent because I think that there's an undercurrent sometimes of the sloth or even more particularly in a little bit deep, that's why I call it undercurrent, is of not knowing who they are. So they experience anxiety when left to their own devices, especially if they've just had underdeveloped self-knowing. So they can unconsciously take on the attitudes, opinions, and feelings of others because it can feel too hard to stand on their own. And they can be really kind and gentle and shy people who don't assert unique opinions. But this is the thing. If you do catch a nine in this space, they're missing out on a deep strength that they have because of this fusion and codependency. And in fact, B. Chestnut's descriptor, which I also really love for the individual, is fusion because of that way of like just really bonding with others. But I think that when we look at the nine with these undercurrents, we say, owning it, acknowledging it, and then what shall we then do to heal it 
is really a good state for you to be. So just sometimes listening to something like this, you're really like, man, I never heard anybody really explain this about me. And it's nice to know I'm not alone. And it's nice to know that this is something I have a tendency toward, but I do want to work on it. And so I am going to try to figure out my my roots, my triggers. And maybe you realize that you've had some low self-esteem or that you don't get enough alone time or that your spouse and you have developed this shadow together and you're both codependent. But either way, I just want you to take a little step toward health. And even if you listen to this podcast several times and you take something different each time, I think that's valuable because we can't do all of our work at once, but we can take one thing and say, today I'm committing to this next move. And we can write it down because when we write our goals down, we have a better chance of achieving them. And especially if we're nine listening, we can write down prioritize lists and how we're going to get our body work in and our self-care, not just for the sake of only doing that, although you're very important and beloved, but so that you can get that replenishment and give to others. So I love that it's an and situation. I want you to give really well to others. I want you to be as good as you can for them, but that's going to take you learning these ways that you've perhaps been shortchanging yourself on actually doing your own processing of some sort in your body, getting that presence, getting to those emotions, getting to healthy thinking. And it could be any one of those that's tripping you up or all of them. So I welcome you to explore which one it is. Keep listening to the podcast. This has been a fun series to do. And I have a different option for us next week. We're going to have next Wednesday, Dr. Deborah Russo is going to talk to us about addictions. And I'm really excited for that in, in marriage because I know that's a huge topic. And that's one of her pieces of expertise. So I'm grateful. I love you guys. I am so doing the work with you. I know it is not easy. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.